just before Scott brings us the sermon for this morning, can I encourage you, if you are able, to set aside the time between 3 and 4 p.m. today to join with believers all across this island to seek the Lord's face in prayer. These are desperate days and we have no answers to the problems, but we know that God looks after us, cares for us and understands all things. And he desires that we would ask him for the help that our nation and our world needs in these moments. So please, if you can, do pray 3 to 4 p.m. today. And the Lord will be faithful to his promises and hear us when we cry to him. Now Scott's going to speak to us. Hi, my name is Scott McMenemy. I'm the Family Discipleship Worker at Eden Derry and uh, we're so glad you can join us and we're so glad that we can meet together uh, when we're apart. Uh, as we come to learn from God's Word from Mark 11, which Sandra read for us, and also from Lamentations chapter 3. Let's go to God and ask him for his help. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you that you allow us to um, meet together in some sense the word lord we are grateful for who you are and what you give us would you help us now as we turn to scripture uh, to see what you have to teach us about yourself and about ourselves as palm sunday lord uh, would you teach us through your holy spirit and be with us we pray in jesus name amen now, i don't know about you but i i kind of hate this um i i hate it to be honest and i hope you do too. Uh, don't get me wrong, I am really grateful for what the Lord has given us. He's given us technology to be able to communicate uh, with one another. He's given us gifted people who are able to pull this service all together with all the technological advances he's given us as well. And the ability to beam a Sunday service into our living rooms so we can worship together when we're not together. It's pretty amazing. But it's not quite the same. It's just not the same, is it? And we find ourselves in a weird waiting game. Waiting until this all blows over. Waiting until we can be back together again. And it's difficult. It's hard. It's hard to count down the hours when you don't know how many hours you have to count down. This, this waiting business you'd be tempted to say is not good. Wouldn't you? I mean, I know I would. And if we think we have it rough with our waiting, we should probably put ourselves in the shoes of, the, of those that we read about in Mark 11, that Palm Sunday passage. The Jews welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem. We've been waiting for what? A few weeks. They've been waiting for centuries. They're waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting on the promised king, waiting on the promised messiah, waiting, waiting and waiting, but ultimately wasting their waiting. And we know they wasted their waiting because one week after this uh, party atmosphere, throwing their coats on the ground, spreading out leaves, running the streets, shouting, uh, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Not even a week later, they were nowhere to be seen. They might not have been the same people who were shouting, crucify him. 
But as Jesus hung on that cross, they certainly weren't calling him blessed. That's for sure and certain. So what went wrong? How did they manage to go from a carnival about the common king to rejected, forgotten, crucified Jesus so quickly? Well, they wasted their waiting. They got waiting wrong. As we look at this passage, this Palm Sunday passage, I think Lamentations 3 verses 25 to 27 is a helpful friend to bring along. Lamentations was written when a community had everything stripped away from them and dealing with that. And so it's helpful to teach us how to wait, what to wait for, and realizing that the suffering of waiting, and it is a suffering, can also be a grace. Lamentations 3 helps us to see Jesus not as someone that we're waiting on to serve our agendas and our wants, but a servant king worthy to be served. We're going to take those verses from Lamentations 3, verses 25, 26 and 27 to help us uh, dissect Palm Sunday to see what God has to teach us. Firstly, we see the goodness of the Lord to those who wait for him. Lamentations 3.25 tells us, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. I think the best way to throw a surprise birthday party for someone you love is to pretend that you have completely forgotten about their birthday. And I know this has happened to a few of you. Uh, you wake up and you're expecting something. Not even something big, just something. Flowers or chocolate or, or card. Doesn't even matter if there's a voucher in the card, although obviously that's preferable. But you're expecting something. And you get nothing. Not even a happy birthday. And you think, they don't love me. How dare they? They have forgotten about me. And as those bitter, angry thoughts grow and grow and grow and reach a crescendo, you open the door to your kitchen ready to give off and you find standing there everybody that you love. Presents, balloons, cards with vouchers and all. Surprise! And you realise, maybe they're not so bad after all. Actually, maybe they're, you know, pretty good. But you only realise that because the waiting comes to an end. And maybe that was the mindset of those who have been waiting for God's promise all those years. They were actually preoccupied with themselves. And not seeking after God. And so they concluded that God maybe wasn't all that good. Then this messianic character showed up and they thought, well, maybe, maybe he's not so bad now. Maybe he does care about what I want. And in times of waiting, we can often be like that crowd in Palm Sunday. Often in times of waiting, we're like the person who thinks their birthday has been forgotten about. So we, we think, we can't think we're the most important person. We are the person who is most inconvenienced about all of this, that we have been forgotten about. And so we forget that God is good and we think thoughts about the one who loves us more dearly than we can ever imagine. Thoughts that we should never think. In times of waiting, 
we can also find ourselves asking those questions. Has God forgotten about me? Does his goodness toward me cease? Is this it? And Lamentations tells us absolutely not. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good and everything that is good, all goodness flows from the abundant life of God. He is a reservoir of perfection that overflows into our lives. He is a never drying well of goodness. Even when our circumstances seem dry and parched. What we can so often fail to understand, or at least I do, like the crowd in Palm Sunday, is that God is good to those who wait for them, him. God is good to the soul who seeks him. God wasn't just good because Jesus eventually showed up. Jesus rode that donkey, the servant king, to serve our every need, to conquer death. Because God is good. As a kid, my dad would always say to me, don't wish your life away. I'm sure you've heard that. Maybe you've been told that. I was the, the child who always knew how many days it was until the next birthday party or holiday or Christmas. And I'm sure if you're in primary school right now, you're the same. You know when your, next, when your birthday is, how many days, how many months it is to Christmas and all that. And when I was in that position, I was waiting and waiting badly for the next thing, for the joy that I would maybe have on that day or for that week. And what was I doing when I was wishing my life away? Well, I was missing out on the goodness that life had for me in the present. Even though in comparison, it mightn't have seemed so good. And Lamentations calls us to see that. Lamentations and Palm Sunday call us to see that God is good now. God is worthy of our praise now. God has goodness for us now. We shouldn't seek that this period of waiting disappears. But we should live in this period of waiting, seeking after God, turning our hearts and minds to God, letting him reveal his goodness to us as we wait as we wait, as we wait. Waiting's hard, waiting often feels like we're not doing anything. But we have time to do that right now. Waiting not like the crowd on Palm Sunday had waited, just thinking about themselves. But waiting while thinking upon God's goodness, allowing the peace that he gives to rule in our hearts and guide or guard our minds in Christ Jesus. God doesn't want for us to wait this waiting out, to find goodness eventually when it all blows over, but he wants us to seek him and discover his goodness now, so that we can recognise what he is doing for us and what he has done for us in Jesus, and then for us to rest in his goodness. God is good. And he shows his goodness to us in his salvation. Lamentations 3 verse 26. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. 
In a sense, this is what the crowd on Palm Sunday thought they were getting. They thought they were getting salvation. They took to the streets shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna uh, pretty much means save us. They were after salvation. But, but what sort of salvation were they after? Well, the next bit gives their hearts away. They shout, blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. And this shows that it wasn't spiritual salvation they were after at all. It was political. Jerusalem at this time it was occupied by the Romans. And so when Jesus and all his messianic trappings came along, these people who had been waiting and thinking about themselves thought this king was here to serve them in the way that they wanted they thought Jesus was going to lead this great political, military uprising that would rid them of those pesky Romans once and for all. But Jesus didn't come to banish the Romans. Jesus came to die at the hands of the Romans. Jesus came to die for the Romans. Jesus didn't come to meet a political wish list. Jesus didn't come to serve our every whimsical desire, but to serve our deepest need, to give us the salvation that we so desperately need, salvation from our sin and right standing before God. Jesus came as the servant king to serve our needs, to lay down his life, to pour out his blood, to hang on a cross with ruined nails driven through his hands. He came to die. And to die on our behalf so that if we trust in him, if we believe in him, if we love him, if our soul seeks after him and the salvation that he offers us, we can have that. We can have the salvation that he brings, the life that he promises, the eternity that he guarantees through his resurrection and ascension. This is the salvation that is good to wait for. There's nothing, nothing greater in this world than that. Knowing that Jesus promises to take everything that is messed up and muddled and straighten it out to wipe away every tear forever and make us new along with all creation. And so as we wait, wishing for everything to be made new at times like this allow we should wait on the salvation of the Lord. For those of us who are saved, that means eagerly waiting, anticipating, lifting our hearts and our eyes to see the promise that one day everything will be made right and well. Everything will be made right. That promise is yours to take hold of now as you wait upon Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus today, well, Pam Sunday tells us that if you ever get whatever earthly thing you're longing after, if that sort of salvation eventually does come along, well, in no time you'll be disappointed. In the case of the crowd in Pam Sunday, it wasn't even a week. But if you trust in Jesus, you will have something greater than the world. You will have a better gift than anything on your wish list. You will have a greater king than any politician, a greater healer than any pandemic. You, you will have a king who laid down his life to give you hope that outweighs waiting, joy that is greater than the pain and the suffering of waiting. 
and goodness that lasts and endures and changes lives. So, so trust in him. God is good. He's good to us in salvation and he's good to us in suffering. Lamentations 3.27 says, It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Well, what's it saying? Well, it's telling us that suffering is often a grace. Mark Rogoff tells us that what Lamentations is saying is that instead of resisting times of waiting and suffering, we should see them as life-changing opportunities. And that it's good to learn this lesson as soon as possible. When those who welcomed Jesus on Palm Sunday realised that he was destined for suffering, they resisted that path and they rejected their saviour. But suffering is not a waste. As Jesus would show, greater than anyone who's ever shown it, Jesus would enter Jerusalem and he wouldn't leave until he had endured the greatest suffering ever inflicted on any individual. And he didn't shy away from it. He didn't resist it. And why? Because the suffering that Jesus went through was life-changing and eternity-impacting. For you and for me. His death on the cross wasn't just an event that can make a a difference, a slight difference in our lives, but it's life-giving, making people like you and me life making us alive if we trust in him. And so if we belong to Jesus this Palm Sunday, we can approach this strange time we find ourselves in with new perspective and new hope. In this time of suffering, knowing that God is good, that God has given us salvation, that he is good to us in suffering, we can say to God, I don't know what you're doing. I'm worried and confused and fearful and scared. I don't know what you're doing. But you're God, then I am not. And you are always good. And so even though this looks confusing and doesn't seem to make any sense, I'll trust in you. It's good to wait on the Lord, even when it doesn't seem like it. God is always good, even when we can't see that. His faithfulness towards us is great, even when things are chaotic and scary. And at times like this, when we find that we don't have what we desperately want, we can know with a sure and certain hope that because of Jesus, our suffering servant king, we have exactly what we need. Let's trust in him together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you're good. Would you help us to remember that at all times? We thank you for your goodness towards us in Christ Jesus, who gave up his life so that we could be called your children. That we could be safe and secure for all eternity. And we thank you that even in times of suffering and sorrow, you are good to us. 
you have goodness for us and that you want us to know that. Would you help us know that? Would you give us assurance by your spirit? Would you help us to trust in Jesus? And it's in his name we pray. Amen.